Hey there, freak bitches, and welcome to Horrorphobia, a spooky movie review podcast, a podcast for horror lovers and horrorphobics alike. I'm Jake, and join me is Ryan. Hey, what up? And also Ian. Yo. Uh, my bitch wife, Emily. Why am I in the middle <laughs> if I'm right next to you? I don't fucking know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then Jake. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> the other Jake. The other Jake. <laughs> Um, we are a group of lifelong friends who review horror films. Why horror films? Because I love them. And I fucking hate them. First, we'll begin with a horror, a spoiler-free review, and Ryan will score the scare factor of each film. Then we'll begin our spoiler-filled walkthrough of the film, and that will be chalk-filled with behind-the-scenes information about the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasty. All right, so the first, first, uh, first movie we got is The Shining. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm shining. Oh, I'm gonna shine. <laughs> the Shining is uh in my top five of horror films. I love The Shining. It's I'm also in my top five because I've only seen about five, so like it's up there for sure. I'm about on pace with that. This this is up there just <laughs> because I don't watch them very often. This is a good movie though. We're all gonna learn a lot. It is. Yeah. The movie is The Shining from 1980. Here's the synopsis. The Shining is a story about isolation, fear, and writer's block. Jack Torrance is the everyman who just wants for the simple things. Some white man's bourbon and for his bitch wife of a wife to not bother him <laughs> while he's writing. Jack has recently accepted a five-month job taking care of the Overlook Hotel in snowy Sidewinder, Colorado during the off-season. Accompanied by his whore wife, Wendy, and his coconut head son, Danny, the family learns of the hotel's dark and tumultuous history, and like most Americans, seem unbothered by the fact that they may be sleeping atop the bones of Native Americans. Little by little, Jack begins to lose his grip on his own sanity, all the while his son, Danny, begins to learn that the hotel itself knows of his supernatural abilities, and as a, a consequence of that, the hotel wants to, Danny to remain. Forever? Question mark. And that's the move. That's the Did you write that synopsis? Yes. Because <laughs> at yeah. first I was like, I thought you were reading one off, but then I'm like, I was hearing like coconut head <laughs> and song, and I'm like, there's, there's no way. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they were gonna put that to print. No, like uh, I originally I was I I was gonna just copy the IMDb synopsis, but then I just no I, writing your own's better. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> All right, so like I said, I I don't know. I'm a horror movie nerd. I've I write down all my favorite horror movies. My top five are pretty much all tied really for number one, but at my number one is The Shining. Just because it's Whoa. I don't know, it's just one of those movies that it's always it's always shocked me how beautiful it was, like especially how you know, coming from nineteen eighty and and I love yeah. it was like 
I think one of my first issues with horror movies is I hated knowing, you know, certain spoilers just ruined it for me. Like, you know, like, like different spoilers in movies like signs and, and whatever else. Um, there were spoilers for signs. Well, I mean, like when you, when you find out the twist for signs is what I'm saying. Um, mm. Like it, I don't know. It kind of takes away from it. And the thing that is so attractive about the shining is that it's, it doesn't explain everything. It, it's it's still debated to this time. I mean, fuck. I mean, half of us, you know, of us reviewing this movie, yeah, watched Room Two Thirty Seven. That whole movie's just about jerking off The Shining. So it's I mean, transcended its parody. Like it, it almost like even despite knowing lines from it, and like comedy does that a lot too, to where you're like, oh, this is I've heard this impersonation or joke a bunch of times, but if the if the work still holds up, it's like, oh, good. You know, that even though I had most of the, I saw a cartoon version of it first or on a t-shirt. Yeah. I was still interested enough to oh watch the God. movie. Yeah. Right. That's what makes it timeless. <laughs> Wait, play that drop again. I didn't hear it. He admitted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the first drop. First job, but we couldn't even hear. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll get better at this. We'll get better. At this. <laughs> this will improve. Oh god. My 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 notes for Room Two Thirty Seven because like at least on this review for me we we both watched Room Two Thirty Seven Two Thirty Seven and The Shining, and uh, I think I have more notes for Room Two Thirty Seven than I do for The Shining. Yeah, I definitely do too. But my is it was I supposed to watch that? No, 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 not you. <laughs> I my first line, I don't know if it's very nice to say when we're talking about the shining of my notes is to room two thirty seven, a room uh movie made by virgins. Because I feel like that's exactly what it was. Virgins get the friends. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, now I definitely don't want to watch it. I don't fuck with virgins, dude. Uh, big old circles are uh, but oh, man. um I mean I guess we're supposed to give like everybody give our own review of it one out of ten um oh we're doing one out of ten oh, I, I, was, well, I wasn't prepared I thought we were going that. rotten tomatoes we mean right how can, you can't go rotten tomatoes well no i mean like do percentage i thought like, we were going head I, <laughs> I had one out of five i'm not prepared for either of we those. Death oh god we're all okay everybody give what they wrote doesn't matter what it is everybody just do a random I like have... I mean, one out of three French toast pieces that I was reviewing. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> one out of three? Yeah. Oh, so you didn't like it? Oh, 30%, no. 33%. Yeah, 33%. Yeah, I don't love can't... The Shining. It's not my favorite movie. I like okay. more looking more into it, but. Wait, is. Okay, so like out of. Like for real, though, like, like what did you actually rate it? One out of three French toast sticks or what? <laughs> I would eat one. Yeah. Is that out of five? No, she said one out of three. Oh, so you're scoring yeah. one out of three? Yeah, I'll give it a 33%. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. That one of my favorite yeah. movies. It's more that fun is... to look into it, but I'd still, I don't know if I'd choose to watch The Shining on my own. Oh. I'm so sorry. That is... Hot take. Hot take. Do I we have a drop for that? Um, do, we have a, do we have a hot kick take drop? Rock. Kick her out of here. You have the. God, I 
That's what I think. She has no good ideas. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I I'm always picturing one out of ten, so I'm gonna go on that. So I would give it a ten out of ten. I mean, no matter what score we're going off of, I'm gonna give it a perfect score because I really don't know what I would change about The Shining. The Shining is I don't like you said it's it's one of my favorite horror films. It's it's still an enigma to this day. It's it's you know it it gets movie nerds you know coming in their pants. It's it's just perfect. It's it's a great movie. I love it. Yeah, valid. Valid, you know. Valid. Like valid review. I I feel like if we do more like other different reviews, I'll be able to give a a more concise. But when you when we select one of my top five horror films, I don't know what what to say other than just sucking off the the yeah. Shining. Like, oh like, yeah, no matter what's gonna happen. If that's your favorite movie, then that's yeah. like yeah. yeah, yeah, standard. I guess. Who's doing the next review? Oh, I'll do it. Uh, I'm gonna rate this one uh, eight out of ten. Hedge animals. Uh, <laughs> I've I've always like this movie. I kind of came into late, and from I don't know. I was I was more like into faint watching every like top fifty movie list. So it was like I was just burning through movies, and you know this one always ends up even if it's just greatest movies of all time, this ends up on uh, like lists like that. So it was just like, you know, watch the movie. So I came into it from that and it was great from that perspective to see it just as a movie, not as a horror fan. Um, so I didn't, you know, have any real critiques or expectations going in and it, you know, it, it surprised me in a lot of ways and opened my mind to a lot of different, like visual techniques and aesthetic techniques that I thought mm. were really good. So yeah, as a non mind weighted, you know, away from horror and just as movies, it was like, Oh, this is, this is a great movie. And I, I think after reading the book for this show, I had a sharper critique to it because I was in that, just that mindset of comparison, but it's still watching it again and reviewing other material around it was enjoyable. So. Eight out of ten for me. Yeah. Nice. No, good. Mm. All right, My, Ian. What are you? What are you giving this bitch? I I am gonna give it also an eight out of ten. Uh, Jack Torrance eyebrows. <laughs> I, uh, I you know, Archie's. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, okay. <laughs> Well, I think we just stumbled onto our rating system. Perfect. <laughs> like everything is just rated in Jack Torrance. <laughs> yeah. Much better than French toast sticks. I mean, I love French toast sticks. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I've I mean, I've seen this movie probably like six or seven times, and like I I never really had like a great appreciation for it, like. The first couple times I saw it, just because it was a little bit slower paced, and like most of the time I just mm. fall asleep to movies anyway. So like this was like the first time I think that I could like watch it and like. Did you have a notebook in hand? Uh yes, and yeah, uh, that helps. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, like I said, this like that's like the thing I'm looking forward to the most with like this podcast is like actually like paying attention to movies because like I said, that's like yeah one of the biggest things I struggle with with anything like any tv like shows or movies is like i fall asleep like halfway through it 
and yeah. or just and putting the phone down sometimes yeah for sure you, you know, know what I mean? so it's like, like that, it's tough it's yeah, honestly yeah. that's kind of why i'm still romantic about movie theaters is that's one of the things that's great about it is that people yeah. aren't usually staring at their phones and everybody's like sure. that's why hereditary was so effective for you know God, uh, emily ian and i is that it like you know everybody you're just staring at the screen and just yep. hoping that the movie would fucking end <laughs> like sure. i mean hereditary yeah. You have to watch either way. That'll be movie Which, number. Which, by the way, that'll be number ten for God, us to I'm watch. Still, no, 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 no. That's way further down. No, 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 no. Absolutely ten. <laughs> yeah, I won't be ten. desensitized by then. I'm so excited. You will be after, <laughs> but then we won't have a podcast. So we need you sensitized. You want a list of the movies that fucked me up because it's long. <laughs> like I, I, let's pile on a few more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I don't. That's one, and the only reason I know we're sidetracked here, but the reason why I need more time for Hereditary is because Jake, who's a fucking horror movie junkie, said that he had to go walk around Walmart for a couple hours after watching it <laughs> because he was so fucked up by it that it theater. messed with his head. Yeah, it upset me. Whatever. Yeah. I. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, Bad if you, dog. if it did that to you, yeah. I will expire. I will turn to dust. <laughs> Thanos will snap me out of existence. That's not like, necessarily it's true. I mean, I like I mean, I guess when we go into spoilers with this movie, we'll kind of discuss like what the scariest moment for, for everybody. But I, I, you know, most likely it's different for everybody. Yeah, and that's that's the great thing about horror movies is is you know somebody can watch something like Halloween, like me, and it's like chicken soup for the soul, and then another person gets freaked out by it because they feel like it's you know very likely could happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely sure. different for everybody. And those people don't own guns, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I think, like, let's turn this yeah, into you're, a you're gun right. debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you know, we're not pro gun here, okay? <laughs> take my guns. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Ian, you're eight out of ten. Anything else you got to add to it? Uh, absolutely not. All right. Eight, eight out of ten for uh, me. I hate the sound of my own voice. I, <laughs> I, I, I want I to crawl in a hole. So I'm only fun. here because I don't want FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be with my friends. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what are you giving this? I uh, I rated it uh, an eighty-three percent good. <laughs> I I think well, okay, eight eight point three eyebrows jack torrance eyebrows <laughs> um, um yeah i think i you know i agree with a lot of uh the other jake jake not host jake no, uh his his sentiments as far as like it you know a lot of the camera work and a lot of like the way that they shot things was like very impressive especially for the time um there were certain things like i was trying when i watched this movie like i think this is like my third time seeing it I I try to forgive like a 1980 movie for things that wouldn't fly now, mm. you know, but there are certain things that I'm like, eh, like, I think, I think even then I would have been like, that's weird. Like, that's just like, I, there's a couple decisions that were made that I just didn't super dig. So like, if those things weren't in it, it would have brought the score up for me. But I think there are just a few dislikes I have, which we'll talk about later into the spoilers um but i think uh but it, it obviously it's a very very solid movie through and through but because of those few little you know 
problems I have with it. Um, it it knocked it down a little bit to like a solid B minus. Uh, eighty three percent good, eight point three Jack Torrance eyebrows. However, you want to look at this, yeah, that's where I put it. Right. I mean, we'll go over later too. A lot of people in the eighties, most people did not like this movie. It did not review very well at all. Really? Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. I feel like I probably would have been one of those people. I'm yeah. like, this sucks. It really took the people. You just don't that, like, get it. Yeah. Yeah. The, like they really it. didn't like totally get it. They they're just too cool for it. How how much did this movie cost to make exactly? Uh, it was nineteen million dollar budget. I definitely did that research beforehand and not five minutes ago. <laughs> Wait, but how did it make? How much uh, so that the budget was 19 million, the box office was 47.3 million. All right, and I'm not sure if that's domestic or huh. um, well, I'm, I'm assuming that's just that's just total. Overall. Does anybody know what Kubrick's film was before this? Was it Odyssey? Uh, yeah, uh, it was before this. Well, which I, I think Odyssey was right before this. When, yeah, when Odyssey was like mid 70s, wasn't it? I think it was Signs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I'm oh, super oh, wrong. A Barry Lyndon, that that um three hour five minute movie that no one's seen by uh, whoa. Stanley. I think Cooper. I had it on a computer once. Whoa, I never yeah, have you seen it? No. Yeah, you just had it. That's what I thought. Well, three hours and five minutes. Three hours and five minutes. Uh, his, oh his my god! Film before that was a Clockwork Orange. Two thousand one came out in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, it was before the moon landing. What moon landing? Well, which, Every, which we'll get into. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like Gone Girl was before the moon landing because we've never been to the moon, <laughs> which we'll get into. <laughs> so my scare factor for this movie was uh, 20% or two out of 10 Jack Torrance eyebrows. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, Two out of I ten elevators find... leaking blood. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Two out of ten uh, bathtub girl boobs. <laughs> um, that's all of them. That's <laughs> all the boobs. That's all of them. I, every boob that's in this movie, that's the scary that's boob. Oh. Um, I did not find it extremely scary. Yeah. Uh, there was one scene that didn't sit well with me, but it wasn't enough to um make me lose sleep over it so i don't think because the psychological fuckers don't really bother me as much as the visual ones do so like it is you know the movie as a whole i think it's more of a a psychological horror than it is visual yeah uh which is why this this movie particularly was easier to stomach for uh the pussy ass bitch that i am (laughs) All right, well let's uh let's get into spoilers for this bitch. Movie opens up. It's got that helicopter shot. Everybody knows, everybody knows that, you Beautiful know, the music. Beautiful and then uh what's the next scene is uh jack torrance interviewing 
and boom. Yep. You just, uh, you, boner. I, you just catch I that. Think so. You catch that Bill Watson boner, bro. <laughs> I I don't get it, dude. I don't understand. Dude, that. it's so it, his dick is so hard. I have looked at that picture so oh, many times. Your mind, bro. And Open all up. I see is a paper tray. It's That's paper all I tray. see. Cock. You're honestly I, not open I, enough, lubed up enough I, to see. No, I sure look. Okay, this is coming from somebody growing up who I can point out a boob from fucking five clicks. Well, we get like, like <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Emily, why are you quiet? <laughs> he moved the microphone away from me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I I think. Like I notice shit. I'm just saying. Like I'm looking at that. You sent that screenshot. <laughs> you send that screenshot. I'm like, I just see a dude shaking someone's hand and a paper tray. Like and I don't see a dick. You know, it's that symbol. I, dude, you got. Am I crazy? Is no, that, there's who, a hard dick in that fucking scene, bro. This is so hard. Yeah. The people. Did you see there's a dick? A, there's a hard cock in that. Oh, oh my god. You fucking. This is you how can hard pause the people anything who at love any this time. movie are looking for a little joke. They it's, the so the it's the pleats in the pants. It's the pleats in the Oh, God. Yeah, okay. So I didn't see the dick, but yeah, they shook hands. He took the job, said he wasn't. He's like, I'm not going to kill my wife. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then fucking Leslie Frazier comes in the room, and he's oh. like, I need, to, I need to watch this guy. And then he just, white Leslie Frazier. Oh, for the bills, yeah, the oh, the, yeah. the, the uh, <laughs> Bill Watson, the guy that actually like I was I was trying to think of like who's Leslie Frazier, what up. actor is this? Yeah, up, yeah, the, the guy that like Just sits Bill down Watson. like during the interview or whatever. <laughs> uh, his name Bill Watson is the name of the character. Uh, he uh, he sits down, he interview like he sits next to him while uh. Fuck, I didn't write down, down the name of the other boss, but the other boss explains. Oh, um, Mr. Ullman? Mr. Ullman explains, uh, you know, the murder that happened 10 years ago. Mm, right. Can we just sidetrack here for a second and just talk about how much Bill Watson does sound like a defensive coordinator in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Football yeah. <laughs> guy. Fine. OC Bill Watson was name. not happy with that <laughs> last defensive, that defensive performance. <laughs> He would never be a Leslie Frazier. Carry on. This is only for the Bills no. fans. No, he would never let somebody fuck his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Ullman explains to Jack that Jack, you know, that there was a the last caretaker or caretaker ten years previous uh, killed his two daughters and his wife, and uh, mm. Jack Nicholson seems very unbothered by that. And yeah. And uh, they they go, I guess, a little bit into Jack Torrance being a teacher. But as Jake and Ian, who have just recently read The Shining, know about how uh, they go a lot further into that whole backstory in the novel of The yeah. Shining. Oh, yeah, like the the subtle, well, not subtle, but like the the narration of like them like hating each other almost like jack in his mind i don't know oh especially that scene like i mean since we're talking about the opening scene i mean in the in the book uh watson like mr watson becomes like a a lot bigger of an enemy to jack in his own mind yeah yeah where it's like when 
he has an opportunity for self-sabotage down the road as the caretaker of the overlook like it delves into that inner conflict a lot more in the subtext oh. of the book so interesting so the book the book goes further into like what jack's thinking oh, in all these scenes absolutely. yeah for sure him and and wendy and yeah all, it's just it's written in such a way that you can follow their inner monologue like yeah. to where you could see like he thinks watson's uh like a condescending prick like right off the bat and he's like yep. he ah. basically is just you know yeah and li like i said later on in the book that becomes a lot more of a fleshed out idea of jack's like self-destructing nature to where it's like even if he's hearing things like later on in the book it's like is this me you know i feel this like kind of this inner conflict all the time and now it's manifesting itself you know in the in the real mm. in what he perceives as the real world of the outlook so wow that's very interesting so the the hotel how how in I the movie the how long ago? it's the overlook oh, the, over, the, the, the outlook, hotel. The outlook whatever hotel. outlook express <laughs> the, <laughs> the microsoft i can't read uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> how long ago was it built it was like, built in 1907. 1907. Okay. Yeah. And the, he says that while he I, takes the family on tour. Yeah. And then he gotcha. also reveals to them that it was built on an Indian burial ground, which kind of dun, dun, dun. makes yeah. theory number one about what The Shining is actually about from provided from the, the film Room 237, that theory one, it's an allegory for the Native American genocide by the whites. Ill Whitey. What is yep. Calumet? Mean? Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the Cal, I got the, on my notes, I got piece by bullshit equals Calumet. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, okay. So, what are the still... Indian words for that? I, oh, yeah, Calumet. Shh, 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 shh. I don't speak it. I don't speak it. I don't speak it. So, so here's my thing, like going into it, right? So, like, he knows the, the hotel owner. What's his name again? Uh, Mr. He's, Ullman. he's the manager. Mr. Ullman. Yeah, the, the manager. Yeah. Okay, the manager. Like, so like he knew about this like murder and shit, right? Yeah. Um he hired the guy. But like Yeah, so like uh how long ago did that happen? The murder again? Um did I write it down? I think he says ten years ago. Yeah, I think so. Ten years ago. Okay. In the ten years from that point on to the events in The Shining. Were people just going there, caretaking and being fine? I guess. Like, was I it, think they hadn't it, had a caretaker since then. They hadn't had a caretaker. Nope, they were just closing it off. Then who, the who checks the boiler room? I, the boi <laughs> you, I no mean, boiler room. Especially, if, I mean, <laughs> if you read the novel, the boiler room is a very big yeah. part of it. In the movie, there's no oh. boiler room, so that's not contact. Like, the movie doesn't have that. No, the movie does. It does, but oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because Shelly is yeah, she's because she she's checks Shelley. it. Yes, because oh, yeah. he doesn't do shit. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. just he's just writing, and she's the one who's actually fucking caretaking. Yeah, well, he's writing. Like, he's tapping on his typewriter. <laughs> yeah, and don't fucking bother him yeah. when he's goddamn writing. What are you saying? Uh, I, I forgot about that. I forgot that he uh like uh, Ullman goes through and shows. Uh, yeah, Jack that. 
But like mm. in the novel, they have you know they, they you have to continually keep on going back to the boiler to to knock it back or it'll overheat because in the in the book at the end of at the end of the story the, the entire hotel blows up because they hadn't checked on the boiler room in enough time so yeah. my theory is that Olman is in on it well Olman is Olman in the novel is uh the like great grandson of the original builders of the hotel so yeah. like, like i i i think i i think there has been a caretaker every year that has done something similar. That's conspiracy number That's... four. <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> Congratulations, Ryan. You're just... in room 237. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just... Theory number four is about the fake moon landing. You fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't happen. We wanted to win a war. I mean, it seems like they all know something about the caretakers in the wintertime. Well, that's like, what they're... I'm saying. It's like there had to have been a caretaker there. That's my like, but my my logic is that like it was the someone lady had in the to. Her. She was the one in the middle. She was one of them, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Or just some lady who died in the bathtub. I don't know, but my my theory is that like I almost think that Omen is a projection of the Overlook, like almost like in on it, like it's like part of like maybe one of the spirits. Yeah. Yeah. You that know. Makes sense. Yeah. Like like that's because it's like. It's just hiring people to come here and do crazy fucking shit. Yeah, in the book, there's oh, a, well, well, there's a cool, I'll get deeper into that later. But. There's a cool line in the book about the boiler, though, that I always like. It's almost like that inner monologue that like Jack hears, like he's remembering Ullman telling him, and he just, he just kept saying, because Ullman said earlier, like, she creeps. And I always think that looks so cool on in print. She creeps. Oh. And that's one of those things I'm like, you couldn't really do that in the movie, but I'm glad, like, Kubrick took chances with other stuff to make it as mm -hmm. memorably without having that like, like an easy whisper just, she creeps. They just had like voiceovers like yeah. of, his, of all of all of Jack's internal monologue is just like just fucking Jack Nicholson just talking to himself like with like an echo. Yeah. Like, well, I mean I, I guess I guess since uh since we're kind of talking let's talk about how the the difference in the character builds between the novels and the film because Wendy is a very different character in the books yeah, than she is yeah. in the book than she is in was she hotter in the books? Yeah, she was She's like blonde. a yeah, a blonde, like former cheerleader, like um oh, okay. like kind of hot, confident mother. Yeah. And, and I, the like, opposite. Yeah, like of Wendy Torrance <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and like I'll I'll say like my the thing I didn't like about the movie was like like the uh the deteriorating of like Jack as far as like his mental state and stuff like like they focus on that a lot more in the book than in the movie whereas like in the movie like right away like you get that impression that Jack is just like this low key mad guy, you know. Yeah. And, and like, I guess like, like not was, I had like no like emotional connection with like how I don't know, like how the hotel affected Jack, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. That was mm. he just always was, seemed like a loose cannon. Yeah, like he was just always like like his his temper was just always off the wall, and it's just like there was never like a he was never like a nice guy to begin with. Or no, like yeah. A normal, I mean, yeah, he seemed like a crazy yeah. person right off the bat. Yeah, and that, like he 
which in that know, car ride with his family talk talking to his son about the donner party like he he's never like he was fed up from, yeah he's yeah, never yeah, like, yeah. From the john saw it on tv well, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. should have eaten your breakfast you piece yeah. of shit yeah <laughs> so it's like jack was just the same character to me the whole movie and that's yeah. that's like mm. i don't know that was the difference that i i got from those the two the book and the movie yeah I think so in the book did he start out as more of a normal guy well for sure okay let me let, let me pontificate for a little bit um be right back just i was up i was talking to emily about this about about <laughs> i was uh i was talking to emily about this before because stephen king does not like this film this is this is one of stephen king's least liked adaptations of his one of his works and i think one of the main reasons is because when you read the novel the shining you can tell it's a big allegory for for alcoholism mm -hmm. and his struggle with that and basically it seems like the hotel the the overlook is kind of like his metaphor for that outside outside force destroying his family and mm. and Stephen King being an alcoholic that, you know, obviously is a very personal thing to him. So I feel like he's writing about how this outside force is tearing apart his family in a very empathetic, sympathetic way. And Kubrick is telling the same story in a very cynical way because he has no empathy for addiction and yeah. addicted people and stuff like that. And it feels cold because Definitely. of that oh okay yeah that makes sense because like i think that that definitely makes a lot of sense because I, I i looked at it as the hotel was almost like taking like everyone's got like a dark side right like everyone's has like like i think every person in the world in real life like has the potential has something in them to be evil you just you know, we have a conscience, we have like the will to be better and stuff like that. And the, the hotel in this movie almost like took it, like amplified the bad parts of Jack. Like it took those, like all of his weaknesses and amplified them. And that could be a metaphor for like what alcohol can do. Alcohol can take yeah. your, your negative qualities and amplify them um, and, and destroy a person. So that, that would actually make a lot of sense in that, in that sense. And I think in the book, it seemed like, at least uh i think it's just more of a pace thing and and the realization fleshing out of these characters was both of the characters and even danny like everybody in the overlook was getting worse so it was like our right. clouds were forming and in the book like wendy is kind of like lamenting her relationship with her mother back when they were across you know on the east coast um she she's go bills yeah go bills uh <laughs> she was kind of darkening her view of jack and her mother and her kind of monster was building at a similar yeah. pace as jack's and danny's so it's just it was more of an easy progression and uh you know jack was the same way it was just like uh wendy was uh kind of worsening because of her relationship with her mother jack was remembering the 
uh, the memories of his father, like even some of the main uh, pushes of the book, like the kind of the more quotables, he was almost like uh, possessed by the spirit of his father, like beating his mother. Mm-hmm. Not and he didn't want to be that way, so it was almost like he was letting himself become a victim of that cycle, like giving into his trauma, and like because everyone was. That's where the uh, I mean, in the in the book, the there's a line that repeats a lot where the you know, come and take your medicine that that yeah, yeah you damn from a, that was that was a memory of his father right yep for sure yeah, yeah. and i think that's more addressed mm-hmm. when we get into doctor sleep which we should do i think at, pretty soon after this yeah and kind of rehash the same stuff we'll be going back just like the movie does i haven't seen it yet but um yeah so i think that he addresses more because that's more about recovery and you have to delve back into that trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think I think Kubrick's cynicism kind of comes through also with the casting of Shelley Duvall because, like like we mentioned before, the Wendy character is in the book is a pretty confident former cheerleader, you know, mm-hmm. blonde, beautiful character, and yeah. and then he casts Shelley Duvall, who, yeah, who's. Like I think I think feel like she's perfectly cast because it feels like at least for me, it feels like somebody that would make excuses for her husband's bad behavior. Like she she just sells that so well during yeah, that definitely. first scene where she talks about uh, Jack dislocating Danny's shoulder. Um, just really mm-hmm. sells the you know it's just things like that happen. Well, she, you know she plays the perfect like pure soul. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. like just somebody who is just optimistic to a fault yeah, yeah. like in and i like i yeah will rip on her for like just <laughs> certain things that are cringy and shit but yeah. like i do think that she did a fantastic job oh, that's that. absolutely like, i think she was she was perfectly casted for what i saw the movie as now i didn't read the book yeah so people who have read the book might say differently yeah but like from just watching the movie standpoint I do believe she was great for the role. Yeah, and I mean, sure. you have to separate the book and the movie because they're both, I mean, good in their own ways. And J- but... Jake had a great point where he said that Kubrick's, uh, like, almost adaptation where, like, it came through in his work how he felt about it. Like, by casting mm-hmm. someone like Shelley Duvall to play almost the complete, you know, the light side of that like mental breakdown like jack had kind of all of the deteriorating emotions and the like all of his like mental cues were so dark and then hers were always a reaction to him the book was kind of um all characters were kind of becoming victims together of the overlook but this one just feels like jack is getting drawn to the overlook and danny and wendy are on the other side getting like trying to get out to where jack is getting deeper back in and i think in in, with the time span of a book you can kind of you can stretch those out in a movie it was a smart move to give jack give release from jack and bounce back to the Mm. victims more yeah like they almost like make you feel more sorry for the victims by not like bringing up their faults yeah you know I mean like by almost like the way that Wendy is like you're almost like well she's like 
done nothing wrong in the movie did did they express a lot of like like in the book did you feel as bad for her like w- with the things that were going on like did did it i think dive, her, i think I know her tie to i oh, sorry i think her no, no, tie go ahead. with danny uh brings you to that place it's like well danny is still pretty i mean i think he's the innocent character of the book so because she mm. but there is a, a distinctive point in the book where you do kind of feel like oh like i think i think having that inner monologue with both of them you feel for both the characters more like to where it's like well everyone is just experiencing experiencing this together you know jack mm. is just the, the right. one with the most power <laughs> yeah yeah, cause, cause like, so when Jake did like the intro, he's he called her like a bitch wife, right? And but like she's like the farthest thing from a bitch. She's just more annoying. Yeah. So like, but in the book, is she more of a bitch? No, I wouldn't say so. I say there's more opportunity because of the time span for her to, like, you get more experiences of her like blaming him for stuff to where you can mm. feel it creep into Jack's internal dialogue to where it's like uh, like i i've been sober for six months i haven't done anything why are you still holding this against me i can kind of see it in your eyes i mean you can Mm. you can't do that in the movie as well as the book did but i think the book did that where it could um so i feel like you in the book i don't know i i think you you still recognize wendy and danny as the ones who need to get out and she's pushing for that move pretty much from right off from the jump yeah Yeah. so like once she starts to feel unsafe i think that just it's the same thing with like the the panels they use where it's like monday thursday you're just like the span of time is so short in the movie that you're just like i have to just run with that pace and i remember first time watching i didn't really recognize it but in the book that pacing is it just has to be different Mm -hmm. to not answer your question (laughs) <laughs> no no i i yeah that's that's what i answered i i get it i it's interesting that you that you mentioned the the panels with the the monday thursday thing or whatever oh, yeah. um that was one of my dislikes oh, that yeah. was one of my things that i i later hated. that i don't know <laughs> yeah I mean, it I, bothered me i love it like yeah. i don't know why like it's so different like i could see yeah like i don't know I have no explanation for it. I just, I yeah. think that's, it's. Yeah, and to each their it, own, but it's. It's funny in a way. Yeah. But it's yeah, funny. I was laughing. I didn't yeah, notice like, it definitely. until I read, until I read the book or like, like looked more into the movie and watched it with a closer eye. Like, I don't think I'd catch. I mean, I haven't seen it that many times, but there are, there's definitely, and that's, that's praise too. I mean, I gave it any other time. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, I can go back and catch stuff and learn stuff every time I, I know mm-hmm. I review it. So. Yeah. It just, I don't know. For some reason, the format of it just reminded me of like a skit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when they would do it's like when the, the, the fast transition. Well, yeah, that was one of the things I had written down in my notes was one of my dislikes even in, was that the intro, looked, even the credit roll the in, in the beginning. Yeah. The I intro mean. looks like it was made with windows movie. Oh no, yeah. 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 Is, no, is, sure. is literally what I wrote. Like it, like I'm like I've done this, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I'm not sure. The thing is, I haven't watched a ton of movies from 1980, so I don't really know the technology that they had available to them. And I try not to hold those things, yeah, accountable to these movies too much. But at the same time, in my head, I'm like, well, 
sometimes things that were acceptable then and aren't now well they were still bad even though they were accepted then like like this is like certain like directing decisions and whatever like it's just because it worked then and doesn't work now like it, it in my mind it's like well the only reason that it was accepted then is because nobody knew better yeah because nobody knew that that was you know what i mean now that you have something better to compare it to it's like well yeah that was shit i do feel yeah. like like you know. the panels of like the day of the week is just very it makes me think of like a one day later kind of thing yeah like, exactly but, like spongebob's yeah, done very but, but, but this was before spongebob so well yeah so it are made, we so shining made it cool everything's derivative <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so like that was just like one thing but like yeah, yeah. i mean it is it is like you know i don't know like it's a small it's a small thing yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not that big of a deal but it definitely like when i'm finding myself chuckling that's, during a horror movie yeah i'm i'm like this is a problem that's why the scare factor is so low sure oh, yeah, i need yeah. to i need to giggle a couple times during a horror movie or i'm not enjoying it yeah in my opinion i don't need to be scared the whole time yeah i yeah. mean i was scared none no, of the times during the shining yeah. but i definitely laugh i, I love a little giggle movies. I mean, what would everybody say is their scariest moment of the film? Um, I mean, I'll jump in because I'm still I'm the I'm the resident pussy. Yeah, yeah go yeah. for um, it. Give us your scariest. It was for me. It was very like obviously the the zombie bathtub woman. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The back, um, like when they show the back and it's like melting off. Yeah, and like when she's, and honestly, the so the sound design there made it less scary because it was cringy her laughing oh, um yeah. Yeah. yeah was 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 very like it almost kind of took me out of it had there been like a creepier noise in there it actually might have fucked me up more than it did yeah. but there was a comical mm -hmm. side to it which kind of you know what i mean and i that obviously wasn't what they were going for so um but i think it i i also think it's like really interesting to bring someone down from the high of seeing like a beautiful naked woman to the scariest moment in the movie well, yeah. like you know what i mean like i think that was a like a very like it's such a confusing emotion because like you see like you naturally just see boobs and you're like oh sick boobs and all of a sudden you're like those are dead boobs oh, oh yeah, fuck oh, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> like and dead and i think that was like the horrifying part for him too like he was even fucked up as crazy and gone as he was yeah he like was like holy shit i was just like Not making here. out with with a dead girl and he like didn't even want to talk about it like he went back to the room and was like yeah there yeah. was nothing there which there was totally nothing there everything was no, totally empty i don't know i, I will uh, say that scene was like that's probably still my favorite scene though because it's so like the titties the, like that's obviously the titties like it starts with titties which is a good start to a scene yep. and then like that's like the only time there are cool special effects or like makeup effects like yeah. the back mm -hmm. I yeah it was so oh cool. yeah they, like, they did it well it yeah. looked like a straight up like it looked so good like mm -hmm. someone who would have died in the bathtub and what they would look like i yeah. don't know how long it's been i mean but i think i'd still yeah, hit just, like <laughs> I'd st i still hit it still smash <laughs> uh he just tallies off another one he's like so i've kissed seven girls now okay <laughs> we're good um 
<laughs> yeah, I think I, I I don't know. I, I visually it was kind of freaky looking, and those are the things that stick with me the most. It's like the mm-hmm. visually scary shit, like the the mind fuck of like how the hotel is affecting Jack throughout the movie is interesting, but it's not scary to me, which is why I rated it two boobs out of ten for scare factor. Um, because the scary part was the two boobs. Uh obviously. Math. Um Yeah, so I, I just think that, you know, th- there wasn't a whole lot of visually scary with it, but that was personally mine. Does anybody yeah. have anything different or is everyone's the same? Uh, that's that's mine. I mean that's that's the scene that I, I mentioned earlier that like when I was a kid, I had a friend just explain the scene to me and that basically just cultivated my fear of something similar to that happening. You know, like didn't take a bath for months. Well, no, oddly enough, there's you still won't look at me in the bathroom. There's He's a, scared the, of it. There's a Get scene. Those away from me. <laughs> there's a scene in uh, the the movie The Faculty that is very similar, and I actually saw that film before I saw this film, and I thought that was realizing my my fear, and then I saw The Shining, and then it, I was like, oh shit, I forgot that this is the movie that. My friend was talking about when I was five years old, and uh, it's you know it's yeah it's it's definitely that's for me by far the the most disturbing upsetting scene in the film. What kind of asshole friend mm-hmm. is just like telling you about some boobs at five years old and then tells you? We know. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> we know exactly what kind of asshole friend. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. My 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 brother explained the. The predator to him and predator fucked him up. So okay, good. It all it all worked out. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Didn't like the predator. So, are we all in agreement that was the freakiest scene? Obviously, or does somebody else have something else? Yeah, probably. I uh, mean, there were like, if you don't like, like, in a way, jump scares. Like, there were like the really quick cut scenes, maybe, but like. That- uh, the switch to Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. That was, what, what Tuesday, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But like, like Starfield Monday. Monday. We hate Monday. <laughs> you hate PowerPoint. Then, uh... I think uh, when I think on my recent watches, I can't because that's kind of a, a you can't once it's once it's spoiled, it's spoiled is when Jack first starts losing it and he's coming after his family to annihilate them, uh, it's it that suspense to where like every, like it's like, it's a chase scene in every horror movie, but the killer is mm. finally cornered you and you only have a certain amount of time or space to do something. And he's closing in because of his limp, you know, oh, yeah. him killing Dick, uh, crushing Dick chest in with an axe uh yeah well i that, think that that's an anxiety like and I it think only works the first like the first or second time you know because you're yeah. just like oh, i know they get away yeah like, and if you, i if you know anything about the shining even the first time you're like well i'm pretty sure they get away yeah and i mean any horror movie if, if you've been attacked by an axe before yeah then that could probably <laughs> yeah. scare you a little bit you know you know i've been <laughs> personally attacked by a few axes yeah they've taken what's that rhyme 
What's that rhyme with the girl who axe murdered her family? Lizzie oh. Borden took an axe and gave Lizzie her. Lizzie yeah. Gave her mother forty wax when she looked at what she'd done. She gave her your father forty one. So cute. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. That's what this actually. That's what the shining was. Recitation based off of. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Lizzie Borden was. Uh, she. Uh, she was like one of those killers that does what they see. I don't. I we can't. now move on. She to was the, one of the caretakers. The nursery rhyme of, of the week. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nursery rhyme of the week. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say one one of like my favorite scenes okay. of the movie. Um, I loved the. I don't. Maybe this is just the way I interpreted it, but um, the transition, the camera work. Uh, when so when Wendy and Danny are first exploring the maze outside and like they're kind of like getting lost and like they're like looking like oh we don't know where we are or whatever and jack's watching he's looking at the maze oh yeah yep yeah almost like a transition of like so you see wenny and danny are lost in the maze and jack is losing himself like he's getting lost in the hotel he's getting lost in himself it's like kind of like a like a mirror effect or whatever of like you know simultaneously like they're, everyone's getting lost in their own way yeah Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a really cool like visual effect. That's the way I took it. I don't know that if that's the way it was intended. Um, but that's just, you know, something that I, I just picked up on that I thought was pretty cool. Also, uh the the colors, like the different colors of the rooms oh, I yeah. thought were super interesting. Yeah, and I mean that's a big Cooper like, thing too. That's you know, the yeah. colors and the patterns on the floor, the rugs, like like so interesting. Like when he goes into the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. And and is like talking. I think everything is like what green in there or whatever red. or is it red, red, yeah, red. The green is the um, what is the Grady the bathroom room? that with the dead chip? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, like everything's just like this, like same color. It's, it was just like it just sticks out so much because like if you walked into someone's house and they had that room, you'd be like, this is fucking like hideous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like there's too much of this color, or whatever. But like yeah. on the screen, it looks so interesting. And I just, I, I really liked it. I, it's just something that just kind of hit me that like makes the scenes very memorable. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's like, um, uh, as I forget what color this, the, the room was. <laughs> Super memorable. Can't forget it. <laughs> I think uh, that's one of those things too that Kubrick does. That's, I, I mean, if I was King, I mean, I, I wouldn't be offended by the movie because he takes stuff from the book that you really can't do that would look even stupider and says, that i love the idea of that but it would look stupid as hell if i tried that on screen so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take your like in the scene there's a really good i mean there's a whole section of the book called wasp the wasp nest Mm -hmm. and um i think that type of stuff you have to cut from the movie but kubrick does it with other stuff like the labyrinth isn't in the which is also i think i thought that was cool pointing out like i should have seen this originally but i didn't know it until room 237 like his tie is like the labyrinth too it was like until someone pointed that out i'm like oh i didn't i would have just kind of i I think it's done well in the movie you're supposed to get it but i'm like oh i just didn't pick up on that but Mm -hmm. he takes those uh visual elements and makes them like almost replaces the things in the book that you that you just couldn't do like the the animal like the hedge maze is a replacement for the the topiary so you know there's there's stuff that i think kubrick saw the work and said i I think i can make that cooler and and more memorable and i think he did that yeah except the boiler 
like the boiler in the book is like but again there's other stuff that you know but nothing creeps um one so one thing that i i was there's a couple things i was confused about it on um and i know that this movie was supposed to have inconsistencies that were on purpose um but there were things that i was like what would the point of that fuck up be and so the one i have is so when he he's been off the booze for five months right yeah yes yeah is what they say he's on the wagon okay but then the injury to danny happened three years ago Mm -hmm. yep she made mention that after she after uh jack hurt danny that he stopped drinking immediately which would have been three years I ago. I was wondering but about then, that too. Yeah. I don't really understand that. I mean, I get like, book, yeah, I'm just, Okay. Yeah. I'm just no, kidding. Go, I'm just no, kidding. no, go by the book. Cause like, no, honestly, the book, she I, broke his arm. Uh, and it was, I think it was more recent. Okay. There was no three year context. It was, he, he, she, he broke his arm and he, and he laid down the bottle right then and there. Oh, so do you think that that was an unintentional? I'm just hoping up? you don't pick up on that in the movie. See, like I, I feel like I remember. I mean, I, I, I haven't like read the book in a long time, but I feel like I remember that he had bouts of going on and off the sauce with, because uh, he had that one butt drinking buddy. Yeah, whatever. but I could, I could be got, the same guy who got him the job at the Overlook, Al Shockey. Oh, yeah. If I remember, like, did you say he broke his arm like three years ago? And he was like, yeah, like the injury happened three years ago, yeah. but then she said he immediately stopped drinking, but then he's only been sober for five months. Yeah, she know, said he, he said. swore he would never touch it again, and he's been sober for five months. And yeah, that doesn't like, yeah, I feel like he, yeah, like, like I said, I could be remembering completely. I, mean, I feel like he fell off the wagon when he got fired, but maybe oh. I'm remembering. I'm calling it, I'm calling it right now, Ryan's continuity error of the week. <laughs> Right there. That's not really. I mean, there's a couple in this movie. Actually, no, there is. There is another one though. There is a. And so, because if that one doesn't stick, I did have one that I am almost positive was not intentional and was a continuity error, an actual, by definition, continuity error. And is when Danny is eating his sandwich. Oh. If you watch the scene closely, while Danny is eating the sandwich, as the camera pans back and forth from Wendy to Danny, the sandwich is in various states of being eaten. And at some points, it even goes back to it, and the sandwich is less eaten than it was in the previous scene. Yeah. I mean, the Boom. kid was yeah. probably there paid in sandwiches. Yeah. So, also, yeah. also that scene. Four sandwiches. <laughs> they're like, sit down, you'll. Yeah, and I He's mean that simple. scene probably took a hundred times oh, yeah. to like make with Cooper. Exactly. Cooper like, doubting they only had so much sandwich meat. Uh, he had eaten seven sandwiches at that point. Oh. They're like, "Can you stop fucking up?" Yeah, He's like, "I'm so full." Yeah. They're like, the just don't take any bites. Down. Just pretend to chew. Like, have yeah. Tony eat the sandwiches. Yeah, the other... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, like, I guess we got we got to go into some of these uh, these theories about what this movie's really fucking about. Oh, sure. So right. we've already we've already did number one, which is the uh, Native American genocide. Mm-hmm. Uh, theory number two that room 237 posits is uh, and it's an allegory for the Holocaust. Oh, okay, which and is like a very similar possible. thing, like allegory 
if it's about the Holocaust, it's about the Holocaust of the Native Americans. Like, I feel like that goes hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, like... You're just like, whitewashing the original story, just stealing it. No, yes. I mean, some some people <laughs> just act like... like it for yourself when it's about... No. Some people just act like it was, it was just about the, the atrocities of man and how well, yeah, we okay. don't... Yeah. Like, even though we see, you know, tragedy happen and we still approach it. And, like, so I... So, you know, it's very possible that i mean if if one yeah. theory is true that the other one is also true yeah it's a bit of holocaust, holocaust. Yeah. interesting choice for like a movie to you know trying to hold a mirror up to society to also drop the n-bomb three times <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i mean that. i digress <laughs> you don't know nobody remember it was three times and it was super super loud it, yeah it got <laughs> worse every time they said it you're like ah. Oh. Oh, I don't. Oh my God. I don't hear hate. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't. <laughs> Wait. I turn a blind eye. <laughs> Holy thought... crap! No, I mean I don't. I don't see color. <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> yeah. Edit all of this. <laughs> uh, um, we talked about this before. So I know. I know. I said I wasn't going to bring it up. But I know it's not it. But, uh, I, I. So my theory. I don't even know if this is on the the list of theories. But my personal theory, I think that the hotel is omnipresent. I think the hotel exists in all periods of time and knows all things. I think that it's alive. I think that that's the reason why Jack Torrance was in a picture back in, what, 1912 or whatever it was. Like, I think that the, I think it was the thirties, or what? Yeah, whatever it was. The thir- either way, okay, like right. long before. Nineteen twelve is when the Titanic I, set sail. Or something I like I, that. I think oh, that right. all I think all events of the hotel are in a way simultaneously happening. Wow. Okay. Like a simulation. Um, yeah, like it's almost like, sure. and the hotel is just collecting things, uh, like events, like horrible tragedies, um that are happening like almost like imprints them uh projects them so like when people are seeing like things that happened in the past and stuff like that it's just because like that's just like this hotel exists throughout time it doesn't it's infinite like you know what i mean it, like it just like it always be- has been there always ha- always will be and anybody who enters it and is taken over by it or whatever just becomes part of that infinite uh you know pantheon um so that's that's my thing i mean that's what i got from like the last um the last scene when it pans out i feel like i mean i don't know if that's actually what it's supposed to be but yeah i mean obviously when it pans out from the picture like yeah like who else is in that picture yeah you know i think it's all the characters yeah like like that's what i mean like like, that's why i'm saying like they've always where i was saying like in like yeah. Omen, yeah, like you and you are and have been. you ha- you have adopted this this persona that everybody else hey, we're all has, we're all just know. got a job, man. We're all just going to work. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like you're just another we clock in, we yeah. clock out. We have you a have become break. a cog a cog in the machine that is the Overlook Hotel. Is that any is that like a popular theory? Is that something that I that I just kind of Get it out. I I have not heard that. I mean, room room two thirty seven is a, a movie about nerds for I mean, nerds. 
why else, why else is um jack pictured in that picture at the end well i mean i like i know that one of the one of the quotes of Stan, uh stephen king is um like I, I don't know exactly how it works but like or how he how he words it but it's something to the effect of things that are unexplained or scarier and mm. i i wrote down a a uh, quote of Kubrick during that I I heard during um, the special features of the making of The Shining, where he says "real is good, interesting is better." So I think he, he's <laughs> just not super interested in continuity. And See, that's exactly okay, what I so feel. That like... That's how I feel about the entire movie. That he's just trying to make things interesting, which he's is fun his to dick watch. Around. Yeah, that sounds it like a cop like, out. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like being. It's like the beginning of highbrow horror where you're just doing shit for the sake of doing shit, which is fun to watch. Well, yeah, because imagine, okay, listen, you can use that phrase with almost anything because I could walk up to somebody at a restaurant, pick up their <laughs> their their plate of food, smash it on the ground, look them in the eyes and be like, things that aren't explained are scarier and walk away. I'm an <laughs> like, artist. Then You'd be right. I'm a visionary. I mean, and they're like, oh my god, that was terrifying. I mean, honestly, like, that is like the thought process of most artists. Modern art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, and I think the fired maybe, from my job, but maybe the point was to ignite all of these theories. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? To make it just vague enough that, you know, honestly, the, 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 the tagline for this movie should be like, if you have to ask, you'll never shine. <laughs> like, yeah. This is how we invented MK Mike. Oh. You know what I mean? That's the, that's you know what I mean? Title. Like it's like, yeah. Do like I, I, I just think if you ask that, if you have to ask, you'll never shine. Yeah. I, I think that like maybe the point was to be like, you don't know what the fuck's going on, and honestly, we don't either. Everything shines. Some shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> if it rains, it shines. I do think um, yeah. the one of the interesting things from the room two thirty seven was that when um what's his name is it mr halliman is Halloran. or halloran is driving up to the outlook he sees a is it a red volkswagen that's crashed mm -hmm. and that's the car that they drove like the family did up to the mm -hmm. outlook and that's like stanley kubrick's fuck you to stephen king stephen king yeah. like oh, that he's taking the reins and i thought that that's like my favorite oh yeah like with the uh, when the semi was overturned, yeah, or whatever. Yes. it's like on the car that they drove in the yeah. book. In the book, their Volkswagen was red. Oh my in the, god! In the movie, it's yellow. Mm -hmm. And and so it's almost going... like he had the foresight yeah. to know that like this is not going to be received well by the original writer. Yeah, he's like, I'm but, well, the who, reins of uh, Yeah, Stephen King wrote a script for for Kubrick for this film. Uh, uh for the shining and uh kubrick did not like it and rejected it so like i think they he already yeah he already knew that what stephen king wanted to highlight as far as the story and as far as the elements of the story were not what what kubrick wanted to reflect in fact um through watching the special features of the film uh we love special features i i found i <laughs> The DVD menu. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> I found out that Kubrick, Kubrick was inspired by a story that he had read as a young man called The Blue Hotel. And I did not read the short story, 
but I went to summary.com and they gave me a summary of the story. And I, I pulled a, a quote from uh, about a summary of the Blue Hotel. And the quote reads as, the story is ironic because the Swede fears losing his life, but his attempts to escape death only drive him closer towards it. Crane, the author, leaves it to for us to decide if the Swede's attitude and actions trap him in an environment that ultimately kill him, or if the environment is the trap. We do not know if nature is cruel and indifferent to humankind, or if our ideas about the environment are our undoing. So I, I feel like that's a very revealing way of how Kubrick was approaching the story of The Shining about how you don't know whether or not Jack Torrance is taken over by the hotel or if it's just kind of like a catalyst for what he was going to do regardless you know i think the movie to me personally makes it seem like he was going to do it regardless but it just almost rapidly increased the timing yeah Yeah. like it was almost like at some point in time he was going to kill his family yeah Yeah. (laughs) like because of how like like cold and like and i don't know (sighs) To be honest, I haven't seen a ton of Jack Nicholson's movies, but I think he is so unbelievable as a normal guy. <laughs> like, he just seems so off, like, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a casting choice or if that's just a way. I, I don't management. know. Like, he's yeah, like, guy, it, in a way. One flew over the cuckoo's yeah, nest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to me, like, fr- watching him from the very start and, like, the car ride yeah. there or whatever, I'm like... Yeah. This is a man who was going to kill his exactly. family. And honestly, that's like, like that's what brings me to the point where I was like, I just felt like there was just a madman the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think yeah. the, the yeah. casting of Jack Nicholson, which I think Stephen King also was like, he didn't like the casting of Jack Nicholson in a way. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. I, I think I, Stephen I, King hated the movie similarly to why I like I don't like the movie as much. Like I, I like the movie, but there, that was the one part I didn't like about it was it just like from this first minute, like Jack Nicholson was just crazy. And, yeah, especially yeah. interacting with his family. Like he's yeah, he's exactly. okay during the interview, but once he's with yeah. his family, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a ton of like character yeah. development. It's just how they are the entire time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Kubrick like, worked with the clay he had in he's like, Well, here's an obvious star, you know, agreed upon. And he was like, I have to make this thing cool. You know, yeah. again, it's like someone covering a song. And being like, look, we got a great singer. Our guitarist is shit. So if this song has a good solo, <laughs> maybe let's highlight what we got. Like, like, let's make our the features here pop. You know, not well, that I'm saying the other the other cast didn't pop, but he he changed what he needed to to fit the artists he had. Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, well apparently, I mean, pretty well. Apparently, Kubrick wanted to do a a film about Napoleon and and. Jack Nicholson was his first choice for that to yeah. play Napoleon Bonaparte. And that's kind of what transitioned into why he picked him for Jack Torrance and The Shining, ironically enough. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, mm. Jack Nicholson has that sinister type look to him, too. So, I mean, it, it is a good character for him, too. You know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I just I, think that if he was supposed to be playing a normal guy, yeah. 
he did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like if you were supposed to be portraying somebody who didn't want to kill his family, yeah. you looked like somebody who was going to kill your family. Yeah. Like, maybe Team it would have taken a couple more years. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, I think, like, maybe if the hotel wasn't involved, like, they probably would have had a couple more years. Yeah. Like, but eventually it was going to happen. Yeah, like an eyebrow wax, maybe. You'd have, your family would have a couple more years, but, like. Yeah, but then how will we rate our movies? No. That's true, that's true. Yeah, if they know. could have made it to the West Coast, like the Donner Party didn't, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they stopped that, in the mountains. They st- don't stop in yeah. the Rockies or the Sierra Nevadas for that. That's matter. the so real um, story. <laughs> is star, star the show. they talked about the Donner Party and they didn't learn from them. Great right. eyebrow game, though. Mm. Great eyebrow. <laughs> I don't know. It's got the Donner you're talking They're, about? No, I mean <laughs> they may have had good eyebrows. I don't know. I haven't I looked at their eyebrows. Not a trace of them. But Jack barely watched The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we're not doing a very good walkthrough of the film, but (laughs) but everyone's seen The Shining. Yeah, guys, go watch it. Go go watch it. Does anyone have a a favorite line or something that they wrote down? Yeah. Does anybody have a favorite note that they wrote down? I wrote down. that all of the outfits that I saw that I liked. Um, I loved Mr. Allman, the manager, if you don't remember. He had some very sassy red pants and a leather jacket when he was walking them around. And I thought that was very nice. Was he the boner guy or was that the boner guy? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was a statement and I don't know how it relates to the movie. And I don't know why he dressed like that, but I liked it. It excited me. Yeah, I mean, to go along with that scene i mean i i think i had like one quote written down and that was when uh jack was like five months of peace is all i want or something like that mm. you know that yeah you know, relate that to that but yeah, yeah. I, I personally did not like i don't know relate to too many of the characters in the movie other than yeah. you know jack selling a soul for a drink that's yeah <laughs> I think I think my favorite note I took was uh, can I go to my can I go to my room to get my fire engine? Oh yeah, is my new code for masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Whenever I go get my fire engine, oh, my fire engine? watch That's out! So good. If you be so oh. super quiet, <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah if you, if you, if you don't make any fucking don't wake up your father. <laughs> Uh, imagine if that's what he actually wanted to do when he just saw his dad up. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Fuck, dad's using the internet. I can't touch myself. <laughs> this is the one room that we get I, Wi-Fi. <laughs> this is where I, I hate my neighbor's Wi-Fi. Makes me want to kill my family. Uh, I've done that. I've got my neighbor's Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, I used to stand at uh, the end of my driveway because my neighbor. Yeah, and my parents." Just load up a quick oh, yeah. video real I'll quick and run back. Yeah, here. download some pictures. That's what the movie was an allegory for. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Stealing your neighbor's yeah. Wi-Fi for porn. That's a guy. Oh, mine's my thing that I I liked a lot was not really a quote, but more of just like the sound of some things. Like the, the, the things I had written down were like I really like the sound of the big wheel. Oh like, when yeah. He's, like, no, I literally wrote yep. that down that it was so satisfying yeah. to listen to him riding riding yeah. around well and when it when it rolls over the carpet for a yes. second and like you 
Like when you hear like the oh, oh, yeah. well, one, I mean, like it goes back. Yeah, one I mean, interesting. Like, I'm sorry, go Ian. No, I was just gonna say like like the soundtrack is like perfect, but like there are so many like audible sounds in that movie that if I was watching a, mm-hmm. a a video online about if those like sounds were cut off, like how dog shit that movie probably could have been. Yeah. You know, like yeah. With, yeah, like the, when they do just, music videos with like the sound oh, yeah. of music off, yeah, like the <laughs> High School Musical, just like yeah. pounding on hands <laughs> and uh, well, one so thing. Do you agree that High School Musical is amazing with the sounds? Absolutely, oh, with the, with the yeah, sounds. with the singing. Right. The, we'll yeah. review <laughs> next next movie number three <laughs> oh, yeah, after Doctor Sleep. Oh, 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 terrifying. <laughs> well, one thing about uh, The Shining is that it's uh, Kubrick and employed the guy that actually invented the steady cam and that's yeah. how they shot the, a lot of those things. I thought you were gonna say the yeah. big wheel. No. And well <laughs> when they shot that big wheel scene through watching the special features when they because they in they flipped the steady cam upside down so it was like four inches from the ground when they shot that scene and they did not realize they didn't expect the it to pick up the noise of the wheel oh, wow. until they watched the that's footage so cool. backward, you know, back. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they didn't, weren't expecting that to be a, you know, such a good sound or whatever until they watched the, all the footage back. So that wasn't even intentional when they first shot it. That's a great factoid. Okay. What other segments do we have? Segment. I mean, I just got, I got my porn clip of the week. So you're like, so, I mean, if we're, if we're done doing the walkthrough of the film, which we did a a great job of. (laughs) Yeah. We, we really very uh, canonical, very straight through. Yeah. Um, getting that. Uh, next you time guys, something out more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, we'll all get better at this. Yeah, um, I didn't do a lot. I should have done a lot more legwork. I didn't really know how it was gonna, how it was gonna like. Also, though, with this movie, like everybody knows how this movie goes. Like, yeah, we can yeah, right. if we talk about random yeah. parts of it. Like we're gonna know. Most people know. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like we're having a conversation with the listener as a friend would talk yeah. about a movie. Sure. If you're a listener, you know I mean? like, you guys are a friend. To you're a friend. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're a friend. Well, you know, friend. as as most my as, as most of my friends may know, I'm very perverted, and uh, Jake and I always dirty boy uh, always made jokes about uh, we would quote films and then we would make blowjob noises uh, afterwards, and it always made us giggle. So. I, I prepared a clip for, uh, for this movie and for every movie, you know, going and forward of what I picked was the funniest transition to a porn scene. So if you guys all want to take a shot at what you think I chose for this week for The Shining. Mm. Uh, I'll jump in and I'll, I'm going to say this one's obviously on the nose, but it made me chuckle when I, you know, you told us you were going to do this segment before we watched the movie, so I was looking out for mm-hmm. it, and as soon as I heard Danny say, he's a little boy that lives in my mouth, and pictured, wah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> afterwards, yep. uh, I died, so that that's my low guess. Fruit. <laughs> yeah, it was low-hanging fruit, for sure, but that, that was the... Uh, that was the same. I had that one as well, and I should have gotten a second, like a pickup. <laughs> I know, Funny, right? Be- yeah, because I mean, we were kind of talking about this before 
we did like this recording and that was the one i had too oh yeah That's what, that was yours yeah, Ian, too. oh yeah well that was my number one but also i probably fell asleep like shortly after that <laughs> okay so, so your second one was like you snoring or something yeah like no so <laughs> yeah so like i had another one where like there was the bathroom scene with uh delbert grady um the the butler or whatever and it was they were explaining how uh uh danny had like a like that power like he knew of the power um i have it right down here I'm gonna find i mean you could go with like the dick right. send me a blast what? one and uh so <laughs> i'm sorry so oh yeah 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 so it said uh uh delbert grady was telling jack that his son had a very great talent and it was going to be used he's going to use that talent against uh his will and oh, that's good. Um, and Ooh. delbert grady uh, was like your son's a rather naughty boy he's very something he's yeah yeah mine was when um jack was in the walk-in and he said you have no idea what's coming your way and then the you guys all picked way better ones than i that's that's all right uh so so jake your yours is the same as ryan's yeah, mine was the same as Ryan's, but also I would, I think uh, Dick Halloran's like, give me a shot, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah, right. I had a few contenders. I, I, the entire filming or entire watching of it, I kept on writing down different quotes. Uh, the little boy that lives inside of my mouth was one of the quotes. Uh, and you guys all got very, very close to what I picked. Um, what I picked is about a 40 second long clip. So bear with me. Damn. Hey. Excited. Bourbon on the rocks. Paddle newer. Oh. I think this is the one. No charge. When he spills it on him. No charge. Your money's no good here. Sorry, sir. Oh, yeah, I made an awful mess of your jacket, sir. Oh, that's all right. I've got plenty of jackets. <laughs> yep. I like that uh, it keeps going after. I didn't. I didn't know how to explain yeah. this scene. Like, was I awesome. wasn't expecting that. Oh, I've made an awful mess of you. Yeah, just... yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. So, for me, my my number one the entire time, like for like we we reviewed like, Emily and I watched the film. We both took our notes. Uh, I thought about it for a long time. For the longest time, my my bite soundbite was gonna be, "Well, you shouldn't eat your breakfast when when Danny says he's hungry in the in the car ride," and then it was gonna transition. But then I felt bad about implying that uh, that Danny was blowing his father. There's a so Danny Torrance. <laughs> so I decided oh, yeah. to go with the woke. <laughs> I decided to go with the. Uh, 
Jack blowing the bartender, bartender all of a sudden turning British, and then uh, uh, and then and then him coming on uh, Jack's jacket. So that is interesting because that that adds a whole nother dynamic to the to the to the segment yeah. because now you can almost jump yeah you can jump from quote to quote throughout the movie i thought about you know I mean? this whole movie that's all i was you thinking about you I can almost accepted. sell it as an entire adult film yeah yeah i got nothing out it's of fully this fleshed movie. out the only problematic part of that scene that you were laying out jake with uh danny and jack in the in the car was that the volkswagen was yellow instead of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was the major issue <laughs> Oh, Stanley Kubrick is sucking. You got us, Stanley. I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, that was good. All right, that was a great one. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We did it. We did our first episode. First episode. We'll. uh, We'll. This is the first one I showed up for. First one he showed up for. First one he'll ever show up for. <laughs> you guys will never hear from me again. Signing off. This He's the best part of the podcast, and he'll eight. never come back. Successful Don't follow me. The ones that Jake shows up for. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, but nothing we'll be back plug. next week. We'll be back. We have nothing to plug. The only thing I'm plugging is this podcast. <laughs> Just subscribe better. to it. Yeah. Tell your friend. Yeah. yeah. Get on the get on the Facebook group. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Shout out Tito's Vodka. Shout out Tito's Vodka. Sponsor us. Um, Jaeger's ja- Jaegermeister. It's it's giving me charisma, even though I don't have any. I got like 20% charisma, and that's all from Jaeger. So thank you. Wait, you know, you have two out of 10 Jack Torrance eyebrows. <laughs> thank you. You guys know that's what Riz means? Yeah. Charisma? I just Riz means charisma. Two points, Riz. Like, like Rizza? Rizza? Oh, like Rizma, like the end of like yeah, like, Rizma. Riz. Like, like I got Riz. Oh, like yeah. Swag. I've never heard that before. I like that internet. I've never heard it either. Is that like an internet yeah, thing? It's a cool the, thing now. Yeah, it's like a Yeah. All right, guys. Tons of Riz. <laughs> well, Come on, guys. Get with so, the times. <laughs> we'll be back next week with our review of Doctor Sleep. Um Emily and I will be watching the Director's cut. I don't know what uh, you guys will be watching. I'm listening to the book. The book is great. The book? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I will be watching the. I will be watching the TV logo on the bottom of my TV whenever sca- uh, scary parts come up because that's what I do. I just pretend like I'm still watching the movie, but I just like look at the LG sign. That's what Nick <laughs> tells Danny to do in the book. He tells him not like if you look away, close your eyes. And then look, yeah. it'll be gone. And then you that are, is not what happens in the book. <laughs> you're our sweet little Danny in this story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thank uh, you, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> Just I mean, look we didn't, away. Close your eyes real tight. We didn't do any sort of red room in this episode or anything. Uh, we didn't. I don't think we need to be talking no, about it. It's overdone. It's over. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> We're too cool. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, we're signing right. off. Cool. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Go Bill. Go Bill. We love Leslie Frazier. <laughs>